If you've ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinober's Restaurant in Virginia Beach, and La Bella Italia on Laskin Road. Welcome to the Czech Podcast. Now I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of the Czech and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant at Hilltop North in Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. Alvin, we're entering 2021 December, the, the season of of giving and the season of for a lot of people partying. Uh, what are your plans? Excellent question, Brady. My plans are to eat, drink, and be merry. Good for you. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that a lot of people in our industry, it's a it's a ramp up time. It's where we really have to put on our dancing shoes and go to work. Yeah, everybody else who's, well, not everybody else, but a lot of people who are not in our industry are kind of winding down and having longer weekends and finding time to go shopping and those types of things. And we, in our business, are ramping up, hopefully, for holiday parties and people coming to swap gifts. Is that, is that the right term, swap gifts? Exchange. Exchange gifts, sorry, yeah, exchange gifts and... And hopefully big holiday parties and celebrations and, and that type of thing. So, yes, now, traditionally, we would be getting busier and busier. And I'm not sure where it's going this year. I don't know if we're going to be busier. I know that our restaurant, my restaurant, Cobalt, does not have all the holiday parties booked that we have had in the past. Because some, some of the companies are just opting not to do it for whatever reason. I'm not sure if it's still a social distancing concern or a financial concern. But um, we don't have as many parties booked as we have had in the past. What about you? Pretty much the same. We're pretty well booked up for the weekends and a couple weekdays left over. Certainly a different, we've got some different groups. Some of our our regular holiday parties are not unlike, just like you're describing. But the difference with our restaurants is that people are willing to take the risk of getting COVID to come and get your fried shrimp. Take the risk to, you have dip some donuts. I mean, that's a, that's a COVID challenging dish and you've got you've got a lot you've got your whole menu is a covid challenging dish so then why do you think that we're not uh getting busier and busier and we're either status quo or a little off i mean we're going to be busier than last year even that's for sure i mean even there's just no way we're not busier than last year even if we have the same regulations in the same situation more people are coming out than they did last year right and with that being said more people coming out we are still having the same staff challenges all across the country so we've got to think, you know, once again, I don't want to keep banging on about this, but we're doing the best we can, you know, with the staff that we have. So I guess I'm asking for a little patience from our patrons. I think that's a that's a good request. Uh, I was just looking at an article. It, it was an open letter to uh, to clientele. It was from a restaurant, a Charlottesville restaurateur who decided to remain anonymous. Who in that in that letter just described his heartache of or his or her heartache of trying to serve and keep the guests as happy as, as pre pandemic times under current conditions and, and the stress that it, the, the toll it's taken on that person, depression and uh, whatever else comes up with that. But I think we'll, we'll link to that, to that letter. I think it's, it's worthy of a link. Alvin, I do want to read just a, uh, a brief, a brief part of this letter, and I don't want to read the whole thing. Like I said, 
I think we should link to the, um, we'll put a link for the, to the letter, but reacclimating to business as usual in a time that is still unusual has not been easy. Already emotionally and physically ex- exhausted, the toll of guest expectations is now further weakening us. Complaints of, of slow or imperfect service have rolled in, and the gentle hand that guests seemed to take a year ago is now being replaced by rudeness and impossible expectations by some. Yeah, uh, I guess it was bound to happen. Continue reading there. Yeah, I'm going to uh, read a little snippet. I'm saying all this in a plea to the dining community. Please understand what we've been through and what we are trying to return to. He also goes on to say, we know your martini took 15 minutes to get to you. The bartender is taking tables because the server no, sh- no showed tonight. And your steak was medium instead of medium rare because we're training the dishwasher to work the grill. Your server wasn't as friendly because she's working extra shifts to cover her co-worker who is awaiting COVID results. A day in the life. All fair points. All very realistic. And I think most of those things are being experienced by most restaurant owners. It's easy for a guest who, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. It just, you know, some nights just go perfectly. You have a full staff and everything's great. And then, you know, you come in one day and, and, and half your staff doesn't show up and you start making calls and, or they, or the phone starts ringing and they say, hi, you know, uh, whatever happened, you know, we were all at a party and there was somebody with COVID there. So waiting on these results or whatever it is. And a lot of times the perception is that we're ill-prepared or we've taken too many reservations and we're greedy. People tend to jump to a negative perception on what's going on there. And I mean, all the time we're doing the best we can to do the best job for our guests. And that's our number one priority. And in the holidays, when we're really, I mean, we're going to be busier, like I said, this December than last December. And it's, there's, it's not going to be without challenge. Well, I'm hopeful that everyone will be joyous and happy because last year was so glum and down. I think people are going to be happy to be out and happy to be celebrating, happy to be with each other and, you know, having a, having a drink and having a meal. And I think everyone's going to be upbeat. So I don't think people are going to be Debbie Downers. Well, my hope is that people are going to be upbeat and joyous. And, and if things do take a little bit longer that they'll understand, you know, just order another drink. If you got to wait a little bit longer for your food. I agree. I, of course I'm hopeful. And because, you know, a lot of restaurants weren't around last, last year. There was, well, there's, there's, and, and, and a lot of them still haven't come back. So there's fewer places to dine and, and you know, fewer choices. So I, th- I think people will be positive. You know, we were pushing our carts around back in October and we start to see um, Christmas decorations sh- show up in the uh, Home Depot, or wherever it is. All of those things that we put up, somebody's has to do it. For example, right now I've got three employees and my mom working to put up Christmas decorations. They're already on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just in my uh, storage unit. I was in there to get some catering equipment for a job we had the other day and I saw the I saw the Christmas wreaths hanging up there and I thought, oh, Lord, we got to start decorating soon. So we got to, you know, figure out who's going to do that. You know, already short-staffed, but we're going to, I don't know, maybe have a little Christmas decorating party with a couple of bottles of wine after service one night and see if everyone can get involved and, and help put those up for some it's a big undertaking and it's and it's 
can be fun, but fun things are den- generally done when you want to do them. And then these types of things, it doesn't really matter. It could be cold. It could be hot. It could be, you know, whatever, uncomfortable. After a long, you know, you could schedule it for Tuesday after burger night. And it could be a huge burger night. Yeah. And, and you know, everyone's tired. Everyone's tired. It's just one of those things that's got to be done. And it, and it brings cheer to the to the staff it brings cheer to our guests yeah that's why we do it we got to put up the holiday decorations because it just makes it a warmer nicer holiday feel for our for our guests that are coming in so we, we have to find the time to do that and the manpower alvin i think in uh in about a year ago we had a little bit of a christmas episode and did we talk about the difference in of Christmas in England versus Christmas in the United States. I'm not sure we did. From my recollection, a lot of Christmas in England is, or was for me, it was either you're down the pub with a group of friends and around a fireplace and just drinking pints of beer and having lots of laughs, or you were in the family home with my family. We have lots of different cousins and aunts and uncles, and we would just go to one of the houses and everyone would get together there and cook together. So that'd be a, but I mean the holidays in general, I mean, I know there's one day in particular uh-huh. that's a little different the day after Christmas. Oh, boxing day. Yeah. <laughs> you like boxing day, don't you? I just think it's funny that it's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Boxing day is a real holiday. It's, well, I guess you're supposed to get all your wrapping paper, and throw it away or something. I, I, I can't remember what it was. I just remember I was having fun. What is boxing day to you? What do you remember? I just remember it seeing it on a calendar and not knowing what the hell it was. <laughs> but I don't think it has to do with boxing stuff up. I think that's a... Is that a myth? That's a myth. I can't remember what it... I just remember it was. I was always off you know, school or work or whatever. It's like a bank holiday. According to the internet, I'm seeing Boxing Day was uh, traditionally celebrated on uh, December 26th, the day after Christmas Day, yep. and was originally created for the... The, help. the servants, yeah, the the help, the ho- the household help. Where the day after Christmas, you'd box up some gifts. I guess presumably the ones that were were rejected, maybe. <laughs> but they would call it your Christmas box because I remember my aunts used to always say, "Oh, come over to the house and get your Christmas box." So that's what they called it. So I think the the landowners who had servants and that kind of stuff would, yeah, wrap up a little gift and give it to them, and they would have the day off as well. So that was traditionally the day off for the workers. Because they will be working on Christmas Day because, you know, they got to help out the higher-ups. So the elite would get in their motor car and head over to the um, yeah. get in the other side of town, other side of town and <laughs> yeah. distribute some re-gifts. I think so. Do you think we're going to have lots of um, larger parties this year in the restaurant? Or do you think it's just going to be regular, smaller parties? I think both. Um, normally, for me, December is primarily made up of parties of, I'd say, 12 or more. Okay. Um, and I get a few. The, the smaller twos, fours, sixes are kind of, December's not a particularly busy month for them. It's, right. it, it's the larger party. So um, that's what I'm expecting. That's what it's been in the past. That's you, what I have. Do you do anything, anything differently that you do in during the holidays that you don't normally do during the year you know any special dishes or anything anything sell better than usual not really because most of the time most of those people are looking for what they had last year at the same event and oh. you know we don't really want to change it up on them and right you know, well because it becomes them, a tradition right if we give them figgy pudding 
Then they're going to be confused by it. I feel, I feel like you're digging at me on the English thing. You're talking about Boxing Day, figgy pudding. I'm just putting it in terms you can understand. Okay. All right. And, okay. A Yule log. If we make a Yule log for them, I'm not sure. Or Christmas pudding. You ever had Christmas pudding? What is it? I don't know. It's well, it's just a pudding. It's like a big sponge cake, but it's made with like a lot of dried fruits. And well, see, pudding for you, rum. pudding for me is like some some half liquid gelatinous kind of. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Uh, like a like a mousse is 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 what we would call pudding. Like a sweet for, like a sweet yogurt or something. Yeah, kind of yeah, like that. That's for you, yeah. for you, pudding is a like a like a bread, Ooh. a moist bread. So what about thing. mince pies? You ever heard of mince pies? Yeah, like a meat pie. No, it's not meat. Um, an English mince pie is a dessert, and it's fruit. It's all dried fruit. So let's say raisins and currants, and maybe dried apricots, and it's all mixed together. In, a fruit cake. No, it's not a cake. It's a pie because it's in. It's in a pastry crust. Right. All right. We have a fruit, a version of a fruit cake. And it's very mince. It's, well, I guess they, I think we call it mince meat, even though it's not meat. It's just f- dried fruit. I don't know why, you, why you're looking at me like, that's what it's called. I didn't invent the name, but that's what it is. It's a mince pie. And it's delicious. And well, you, you can have it by itself or you can have it with custard. Sometimes they come iced with like royal icing on top. Mince pies is just, go ahead. Look it up on Google because you think I'm. I don't think that you're. Make, you know, it's a mince pie. It's delicious. My bartender brought me one the other night. Him and his uh, girlfriend made them. She goes, "Oh, I'm gonna make mince pies," and he thought of me because he knew I was British, and it was absolutely delicious. There's a fruit mince pie, and there's a um, a meat and fruit mince pie. No, there's no meat and fruit mince pie. Okay, all right. It's just who says that? The what early mince pies were known as several names, including mutton pie. Shred pie and Christmas pie. Typically, its ingredients were a mixture of minced meat, suet, a range of fruits and spices such as cinnamon, cloves, and nutmeg. Served around Christmas, the savory Christmas pie, as it became known, was associated with supposed Catholic idolatry, and during the English Civil War, was frowned on by the Puritan authorities. Nevertheless, the tradition of eating Christmas pie in December continued through the Victorian era, although by then its recipe had become sweeter. Yeah, and because I would mar- frown on it if it had goat in it. I mean, who eats mutton pie with fruits? That's crazy. No wonder they adapted the recipe, got rid of that one, and just went with the straight fruits. Today, the, the, the mince pie, usually made without meat, but often including suet and other animal fats, yeah, in the remains pastry. a popular seasonal treat. Enjoyed by many across the United Kingdom and Ireland, and so meat. so maybe some animal fat, but yeah, in the pastry, it's gone. just like you do suet instead of like lard or or fat in the pastry. But it's delicious. Anyway, it's a mince pie. So mince meat is not always just about meat, ground up beef or well, it'd be a mince pie or Christmas pie and mince mince meat. It's going to have meat. I got some good news for you, Brady, as we're reading lots of articles today. So this is from the National Restaurant Association. And it says that 62% of consumers want restaurant gift cards for the holidays. So that's good for our industry, right? Let me give you some stats it's good, here. It's good for the uh, for the gift giver, too. It's, yeah. You can purchase gift cards from, I think, both of us online, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. So here's some of the stats. 62% of consumers hope to receive... Their restaurant gift cards for the holidays. Of those consumers, 62% want a gift card to their favorite restaurant, while 20% want to try a new spot. 
About one quarter of consumers said that they would use the gift card as soon as possible, while 38% said they would use it within a few weeks, and another and another 38% said that they would save it for a special occasion. So that's good. I mean, if people buy those during the holidays. Some use them straight away. Some use them special occasions. Some use them later down the year. It gets, you know, spread out evenly. So it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So roll on up to Cobalt Grill or Steinhobels and get you get your gift cards. Or from the comfort of your own home, go to steinies.com, lbilaskin.com. Or cobaltgrill.com. And yeah, you can just order them straight online through Toast. Or to thecheckpodcast.com where you can find links to all of that. That's a one-stop shop and a one-stop website right there. We should get some Czech Podcast t-shirts made so people can, can be so proud of we could probably just contact the, was it 12 listeners we have now? And just tell them we'd <laughs> well, like yeah, to send them a t-shirt. we got to buy a dozen, so we need to know what size yeah. <laughs> we got to yeah, get. So, <laughs> Two smalls, So three Mike, Jim, large. Betty, give us a call. Let me know what size. <laughs> Alvin, sounds like we're getting ready for a big December. Whether it's going to happen or not, we need to expect and be ready for a big December. Absolutely. Speaking about weather, what if it snows? Ah, it's always a possibility. It's, you know, there's always other it's things. Not a likelihood, but a possibility. No, there's, there's always other things other than you know COVID issues we have to worry about. You know, weather could be bad, or but um, yeah, I think we're going to have a a great holiday season. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to maybe a a check the check episode or two on um on some holiday. Some holiday fun. Yeah. We may even be doing some cocktail mixing or, cocktail or some, oh, 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 preparing some holiday favorites. We've done a lot of cocktail drinking on the yeah. show, but we <laughs> haven't done much mixing. Well, we can, you know, we can mix them and maybe we'll make a little video and put that up on our website and people can go there and take a look. All right. Well, we'll call that a teaser, but we that means we got to make good on it. So, Well, you're going to make me a famous eggnog that you make every year when you come and destroy my kitchen so we might as well just video it video it all right i can do that all right it's a deal and i'll think of something to cook all right all right well everybody thanks for listening to our podcast i'm brady and i'm alvin this is the The Check. check